This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to episode number eight of Grumpy Old Reds, a Nottingham Forest podcast for the fans by the fans. In today's episode, we'll be having a quick look back over the Fulham match, where it went wrong, and will our away form improve anytime this year? We'll then be talking about Chris Wood and are we going to trigger the clause to buy him in the summer? Is it worth doing or should we cut our losses now? And then we're going to follow that up with a look ahead to the big game, the Man City game. Some people calling it a relegation six-pointer with the allegations around Man City. And uh, with that, we'll jump straight into it. I've got my usual grumpy old Reds here with me. Ez, how are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. And of course, we have Forrest Ant, who's promised he'll speak into the mic today. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm okay, mate. Thanks. A little bit tired, but I'm sure you'll wake me up with a scintillating conversation. Oh, well, we will try. We will try. Don't put the listeners off just yet. And a quick reminder, if you are listening on Spotify, iTunes, or Apple, whatever it's called these days, or Google Podcasts, don't forget to follow us and put a five-star review. And if you want to catch all our videos and watch this live with the bloopers, and we've already had a few, then don't forget to jump onto YouTube. It's youtube.com at ForestFanTV. All right, enough with the self-promotion, boys. Let's jump into it. I want to talk to you, Ant, first, because I believe you owe me an apology. Would you like to apologize now, or do I need to explain to everyone why you should be apologizing? Well, for some reason, Wolverine believes that if you have a difference of opinion uh, and one of you is proven correct, then the other one should apologize. So if it makes you feel happy, I'm very, very sorry, Mr. Wolverine, sir, that Mm -hmm. I thought I, I, when I watched the game against Fulham, the first goal when Willian cut in, I thought that particularly um, Scarpa wasn't necessarily responsible. Having rewatched it and having watched your excellent analysis, 
I have come to the conclusion that Scarpa should indeed have, as soon as Lottie went down, he should have immediately sussed out the danger and moved towards Willian to close it down. Mm. He didn't. So he is actually partly at fault for that. So... It takes a big man. It takes a big man to admit when they're wrong. Um, I still have not learned to be that big man. So I appreciate <laughs> when I see a fellow, uh, well, a big man do it in their stead. So I guess just to clarify to anyone who hasn't seen what the argument was from our episode the other day was that I thought that both Scarpa and um, who was the other one? Mangala, wasn't Mangala. it? Mangala. Yeah, Mangala needed me. to react and close down Willian as I call him, the singer, um, and just not give him that space to finesse it. The finish can do anything about, but you give someone of that quality, and I can't believe I'm using that word with him, he's going to he's gonna get a shot on the goal, isn't he? He really is. And Ethan's saying you've been a little sarcastic there in your apology, Anne. I don't know if I, uh, if I sensed it or not, I but I'll take it. I don't on it. We'll, we'll watch it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was he, was he being sarcastic or not? But his face now tells me no. <laughs> tells me it wasn't being well, they can't enough. see his face. That's the problem. I, well, look, unfortunately, we can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, the goal, the performance as in general mm -hmm. was, for me, pretty shitty in the first half. Mm -hmm. But there were signs of improvement in the second half. But are we just are we just nitpicking to make ourselves feel better? Or were there signs of improvement? Or was it the fact that Fulham know, I'm sure they've done their research, that we've only scored three goals away from home all season? And going 1-0 up almost guarantees you points uh, with Forest away. Which one would you see that as? Well, watching their manager on the touchline, he didn't think 1-0 was enough. He was really grumpy all game. I didn't see a smile on his face until full-time, actually. Um, and 1-0 wasn't enough. Uh, they were lucky. They got... They did... We obviously added to our own downfall with our defending, but um, we were chasing the game once they got their second goal. And uh, wait, wait, let me stop you there. Why were they lucky? Lucky? No, did I say lucky? Yeah. Yeah. What I meant in like in the sense that we have to go for the game, so we were going to be overstretched, and they got the goal. Yeah, the defending was atrocious. Defending on both goals was atrocious, and that's that's the thing that you got to pick at but other than that I think we're underplaying how good they are they're a decent team you know they're, they're not very by fluke they've, they've had a very good season and we would kind of like love to be in their position right now to be fair but we had our chances and if, if that spell where we had a bit of control in the game we could have cap capitalized on obviously the result would have been different but they weren't they weren't secure at one nil up whereas in other games i agree with you our, our waveform has been that bad that yeah one go going one goal down does a technically kill the game for us but and we haven't managed to come back from away from home but i don't I, think I, so, I don't think that game should be an indicator of how the rest of the season is going to go um you know, so don't be too down. But is it not an indicator of how the season has gone away from home? Because mm. just one thing I want to add, and I want to ask you this. I've seen a lot on social media, on YouTube, etc., of people saying, yeah, that 20-minute period, if, you know, Aurier had put the ball in, uh, it would have been one or we could have come away with the draw. Some were even going as far as to say, had this other chance gone in, we could have got the win, etc. What they failed to raise is how, you know, Wood kept us in the game. And I don't mean Chris Wood. I mean the literal Wood. <laughs> the amount of times that Wood work, you know, it was more mobile than Chris Wood. We'll get into Wood in a second. But I'm sorry, Fulham had 
enough chances in that first half for them to be the ones who are saying we should have been two or three nil up by half time. Do, do you buy it or how, how do you read that situation? Well, first of all, Fulham are an excellent side and people seem to be glossing over that. We should go to Fulham and win. Why should we go to Fulham and win? Why? Fulham are an excellent side. They've beaten the top, some of the top sides in the country this year. And actually, I don't know whether it was us or whether it was them, but I wasn't that impressed with Fulham, to be honest. I thought they kind of... I agree. I thought they won what was a pretty poor game, mm. in my opinion. I didn't see a lot of flowing football from mm. either side, obviously. Agreed. So I think, I think we have to accept and acknowledge that sometimes other teams are better than us, you know, and you can't expect... I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you can't hope, but you can't expect to go to places like Fulham and win. Do you know what I mean? You're being unrealistic. Uh, no, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that because uh, did you expect us to go to Fulham last season towards the end and beat them when Zink scored the goal? I thought we had a chance, yeah, because we were playing brilliantly. And, you know, they'd already secured the championship. So No, they, they hadn't. Were... They needed that win. They needed oh, okay. that win well, to secure. Okay, mm. I accept that. They'd virtually won the championship. Yeah. There were several mm. games left. They knew they were yeah. going to win the championship. I don't think their intensity was the same that it would have been had they been fighting desperately for promotion. Um, psychology is a big thing in football. And so, I th like I say, I think it's a bit... I think football fans are a bit unrealistic sometimes and they expect mm. to go to these teams, especially teams like Fulham, Brentford, Brighton, that traditionally aren't big teams, aren't big powerhouses in football, but they're bloody good teams as it happens. You know, yeah, but and and you're, and you're contradicting yourself. You're the one who always has a go at us when you say, oh, then we shouldn't even bother. Let's just give them the three points. Football is football. It can't be predictable. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. how can you I sit there say, now and say, like, why should no, anyone expect? There's a difference between hope and expectation, isn't there? You can go to a club. I, you know, when we went to Manchester City, I was hoping we might be able to somehow scrape a win. I wasn't expecting it. Do you know what I mean? And like when yeah. City, we'll go, move on to it later. But when City comes to us on Saturday, that's, that will be my stance. Mm. I don't expect to win, but I'm still going there with hope. Because football, okay. as you say, or as I say, is football and anything can happen. Well, Dino's disagreeing with you. He says they're not an excellent side. They're bang average. Well, I, I, you kind of did say that, and didn't you? Well, on the day, you said they didn't look that great. On the day, on the day, mm. I didn't think I, I didn't think that Fulham was special on the day. Well, I think but they've had a fantastic season. I don't think they have had a fantastic really season. They played really well. No team goes to play Fulham now and expects to win. Mm. No team. Yeah, it's for for me. The, the thing that's interesting is I believe half that Fulham team were with them in the championship um, mm. last season. I don't know how right or wrong I am on that. I was trying to do a quick yeah, head but, count. Well, yeah, probably, probably, probably wrong, knowing you. Well, <laughs> if that is, even if that is right, I think that also correlates from half a team before. Were, which I think that team's been together for two or three seasons now. So yeah. they've had that yeah. base. Yeah. And that's all important. And we've seen it in how they've attacked this season because they haven't had they didn't they started well they, they've not really had a blip they've had a couple of free games where they've not picked up you know wins but other than that they've been pretty consistent throughout the season and, and obviously their position in the table shows that i don't think we can underestimate um them going forward you know we've we've played them twice we lost both games that's 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 the crux of it you know when we're, we're not as good as them right now 
if we want to be honest, you know, they're a season ahead of us in their progress. We're a brand new team, we've just come together. I think we're being too harsh at times. And I know straight after the game, emotions run high and we we um, probably say things that we don't always fully agree with later. But then you have a look at the analysis and there are f- things to pull out from it. But I think overall, we can't, if we're looking at overall where we are right now in the season, from what we've gone through to where we are now, it's night and day and we're on a pro- progress without a doubt for me. Um, there's a few stats that I want to share with you guys um, that I've read in a couple of articles today. Just looking on how different it is, like just before before the World Cup, we were averaging, conceding 2.1 goals per game. That's dropped to 0.66 now. Yes, we're not... We, we're, we we're, change, we're not scoring away from home. That's our biggest problem. Not scoring away from home means, yes, when we do concede a goal, we're very unlikely. We're not really scoring at home either. No, I mean, we're not, but we're doing enough. Yeah, oh, oh, hold on a sec. We were top, before that game yesterday, we were top of the table since, since we came back from the World Cup. Mm. That means, not since the, we came back from the World Cup. Since, 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 yeah. since, uh, since uh, the year. Yeah. Since, since the, the start of the year. Yeah. Since the start of the year. Oh, I beg your pardon, since the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. but, and are you really going to look who we played in that run? Oh, no, 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 no. No, because if what? you're going to. No, 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 no. What? No. I'm what? not having this crap about who we played. doesn't matter who you play in the Premier League. No game is easy. Of course no. it does. No, because if you're going to segment the table to read, you can make a table look as good or as bad as you want if you want to. Oh, well, down then. Let's all pack in. Night, uh, night everybody. Thanks for coming. The only, what I'm <laughs> saying, the only that. table that matters is the you full table that starts. Sometimes. Man, it drives me up the fucking wall. How am I talking crap? There he goes. No negative. Um, so it's like, it's like, you look at all the negative side and none of the positive side. When right. did I say that? When I say that, all I said is if you're going to have a look at a snippet of a table, it can tell you anything you want it yeah, to tell you. The only table that matters is the table that reads from zero games to 38. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't get promoted or relegated based on four weeks worth of play. That's why our emotion shouldn't be so high or so low right now because nothing's dealt with. And we've got 16 games to play. Come on, guys, man. And you know, I, I still firmly believe 12 more points is what we need for safety. And if safety is our first target, 12 more points, you're saying that's not achievable in the last 16 games. Looking at some of, we've got some very important games, don't get me wrong, but some very winnable games. Making early about what games are winnable and what aren't. Um, when I went to the Southampton you game. Touch, are, you touching, are you touching buttons? <laughs> no. Go right, on, sorry. So when I went to the Southampton game, I was confident of a win because of the situation they were in, situation we were in, and the level of team we were up against. I went in confident for the um, Bournemouth game as well, and we came back with a point. But to be honest, even though I put on that, and you kind of flashed it up, put on that uh, prediction league that I went for a draw, that's me being optimistic against Fulham. That was me being optimistic. But in reality, I didn't expect us to come away with anything, you know, and we didn't come away with anything. But... The pity is that we were were in the game until they scored their second goal. We did have a chance of getting back into it. And we had a couple of good opportunities. It's just a shame that certain players didn't play from the start. And the ones who did play from the start didn't make enough impact to really give us a chance. Because the Leeds game was very similar. The first half against Leeds, was, but they didn't take their chances. And again, Ful- yeah. Bournemouth, uh, Fulham didn't, but they went in a goal ahead. 
in the Leeds game, Leeds missed their chances and we went in the goal ahead. That was a difference. In the mentality the, the as well. Thing is, as, no, the thing no. is, you can you can tell that there's a pattern with a lot of what we do. Mm. I like if you look over the last few games, yeah, in most games we've had this this pattern where the team we're playing against will get at least one or two guillotine, and I mean guillotine chances mm. to score. Mm. Either they score them or they fluff them. Look at was it Barnes at yeah, um, um, Palace? I think Southampton had one really early on mm. when we played them. If the team misses yeah. that guillotine chance, then it's either we're going to nick one goal or not. If they yeah. score the goal, like we saw with Fulham, etc., mm. then suddenly it might turn into something different. Forest yeah. have not won a game from behind this season, full stop. We've never come back to win a match, which is interesting to say the least. I think the only mm. time we've come back and got points, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, was against uh, Bournemouth. I can't, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if we yeah, have actually right. gained any uh, other probably, points. Is there any other yeah, I, think I, saw, I think I saw that start around that game, so I think you're right. I think that's a one where we've actually come back and got a point. Um, trying to think. No, Chelsea. We were goal down, weren't we, against Chelsea? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. So those two match, those yeah. two points. So, so you know, it is worrying. What I'm saying is, and you guys know I've been moaning about performance for weeks, and mm -hmm. you guys have been calling me out saying, "Who gives a shit?" As long as we get the points, it doesn't matter. Mm. My worry is, once the results stop stop coming in, then you're relying on the performance to rebuild those results. And that performance for me just doesn't feel like it's there. The second goal, and I want to ask you about it was just all kinds of shockingness to it. I mean, what's going on with Aurier? Why has he suddenly become so ill-disciplined in his positioning? He's playing too high up the pitch. He just was a maverick and decided to, suddenly he wanted to switch to left back in that attack, leave Worrell exposed. And Worrell was at fault for it as well, in my opinion. And Felipe, mm -hmm. to be honest, for not closing the space down. But what's going on with uh, with Aurier at the moment, And Are you still as confident in him as we were a month ago when we were, you know, singing him his praises and everything? No, <clears throat> no I'm not as confident as I was with him. I mean, uh, like you say, uh, f four games ago, we thought he was the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Since then, he's, he's been culpable on a number of occasions being left upfield when he should be defending. He is a defender at the end of the day. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, it is getting a bit concerning. Somebody's got to get hold of him and really hammer into him. You're a defender, mate, first mm. and foremost. It's no good going up the pitch. Yeah, that's great, but mm. don't stay up there. Get yeah. back. And the thing it's is, hot. we saw the best of that in the second half against Leeds. He, yeah. he controlled, um, what's his he face? Boxed well, Nonto, Nonto. Didn't he boxed Nonto. Yeah, boxed absolutely. Boxed, yeah, bossed him. He was out of the game, and that, that was their threat level. Done, and he and he got forward when he needed to, and that discipline is what we need from him. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we we saw the reports of, um, and I don't want to go over him, but you know I love him. But seeing how Jed Spencer's doing on loan, yeah. you know yeah. he's he's hit the ground running. Um, I, I still hop back to it. And yeah, say no, we, we, we need. Yeah. Yeah. Which league? Which league? Which league? Which which farmers league exactly? Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, hopping back to what Ant says. Yeah, he he needs that arm round him or whatever from Cooper saying, you know, you need to be disciplined in your role. When you go walkabouts, it causes problems. And not and the problem is I agree that either Felipe or Worrell should have been the first to react. 
But then once he has, once Aurier has done that, then Warren's got to counteract that. He's got to, yeah. he's got to pull back. He's got to be looking the other way instead of ball washing, which we accuse him of far, far too often. But it's the case. If you look at it, you'll see it. But yeah, let's not let's move off. Let's yeah. I mean, Richard said this is pretty depressing, and it is. But we're just you know psychoanalyzing the whole yeah. thing. We have to. We have to because I do have concerns. And especially as you see some of the teams below us starting to pick up some points and pick up some performances. Mm. Let, let, let's carry on on one more depressing subject because it is a subject that needs to be addressed. And now I think is the time it must be addressed once and for all is our mate Chris Wood. And I almost feel sorry for him because I feel it's it's unified in terms of the feelings towards him from the Forest fan base and unified from the feelings from the Newcastle fan base who are like, keep playing him, keep playing him. We want our 15 million. But is there any signs and of a player in there? Have you seen anything to hold on to, or do we need to cut the losses now? Because if we carry on, we may be walking ourselves into a 15 million pound lump of dead wood, basically. Yeah, I'm not, <clears throat> I can't pretend to be impressed so far. I've seen absolutely nothing. You know, sometimes you see a little, little bit, you know, a little bit. Oh, I saw that. I saw. Yeah, actually, you can do that with Wood. I'm seeing nothing at all. In fact, to the extent where even his face is not telling me he's, mm. he wants to be there. His body language. Yeah. He looks. He just looks like I'm. I'm fed up. I'm not bothered. I don't care. Yeah. I'd rather be somewhere else. That's not encouraging because that's like the least you'd expect, isn't it? For somebody to really want to mm. get stuck in and prove that he's worth, mm. you know. A, a, a big chunk of cash. You know, we're yeah. not talking pennies here. We're talking exactly. a decent chunk of cash. And at his and age so, as well. Yeah, yeah, at his age as well, exactly. And and so far, I've not seen anything. Look, I'm not ready to just bin him because I'm, no. you know, I'm, I'm forever hopeful and maybe yeah. he will. But currently, if you ask me right now, what would you do with him? I'd say get rid. I don't well, think he's adding any. I don't think he's adding anything to us at all. In fact, it could even be taken away because he's taking up somebody else's space. You know what yeah, I, mean? I, I haven't it. seen. I wanted the minimum I wanted to see from him was to be able to hold up the play or yeah. pass on, and we haven't seen that. Um, yeah. I agree that he hasn't had the uh, quality into the box for him to attack, but his play at from outside the box hasn't been awe inspiring at all. I mean, it hasn't even been. Um, Decent, you know, hasn't even been good enough. So you, I, you're right. At the moment, it feels like he's taking up a uh, space. And if Cooper wants to try the four-two-three-one, he's gonna have to wait till a one years back because if he wants to play a striker, Wood is Wood's not the answer. But at the same time, I'm gonna reserve my judgment to a point where I did say that I think he will play some part in this season in yeah. us staying up. I think. But can we? Up. Can we? Is the point because if we do and end up. Having to pay 15 mil. I don't know what the clauses are. The talks no. are it's games played and goals scored. I don't know if it's an either or with mm. those things. But it's just like when I was doing the analysis on the goal and I was going through it frame by frame, yeah. he, he didn't, didn't move, move he after he the. the didn't it, move. It's, yeah. it's like he was planted literally, a piece of wood planted into the ground. Everyone like started to walk off and react to it. His feet just didn't move. He's there just scratching the back of his head like, what the mm. fuck's going on here kind of thing. Yeah. I was just like, at least show. And then it comes out today that he really wants to play for Forrest and he wants that loan to be moved into a permanent thing. And you're thinking, on what Put ground? socks up then, lad. Yeah. And, but obviously, Cooper surely sees what we, we're seeing. He's, he's not going to be daft enough to... Um, 
make sure that those uh, obligation markers yeah, are hit. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We 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 it happens. Actually, we actually don't know what the stipulation is. Yeah. 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 You know, if he's know. 10 games and he can afford to persevere for a little while, yeah. a little longer. Mm. If it's five games and you get to that stage where you start to think, hang yeah. on, 15 mm. mil. Mm, yeah. Cool. You know what's, what's making me laugh, though? And this is what I love about the Forest fans. Like, Mark's saying it, um, Keith's saying it, I think. A few of the other guys are saying it in the chat. Um, but it's it's everyone wants the Oni back. And... I just remember back to when a lot of the Forest fan base wanted Dewoney out because he was shinned you know everything. What? You know what? It's a bit. It's a bit like Mangala. Mangala, isn't it? It's a bit like Mangala. Mangala was like the god. As soon as he comes back in midfield, we're going to storm it. Mm. He's come back, and now we sort of think, mm, actually, he's not doing that good, really. And um, <laughs> and I just hope it's not the same as Nia Kate. It's like he's our god at the moment. I hope he doesn't come back and start falling over and putting the ball in the back of his own net and stuff. <laughs> we, we tend to do this. Players are always at their best when they're not playing, aren't they? You know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I, I do agree. I agree with what Dina's yeah. saying here. He's the best of a bad bunch. That would be probably the right way to mm. summarize it. And he was playing, he was having his, his hardest spell, wasn't he? Just before he got injured. And then obviously, as you know, Forrest goes the season, we pull up another injury. But yeah. the talks is he's 50-50 he's for the Man City game and should be back for the West Ham game, I think it is. Uh, for well, sure. So, would you risk him against Man City, or would you just save him for West Ham? Discussion before as if a player's fit, he's fit. You've no, if he's fifty-fifty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's fifty-fifty, then no, yeah, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't, would you? But do you? You'd think have him on the bench as morale because I think you can afford to with a number of subs a you can have. Yeah. Rather, rather yeah, but but do you think, else. just as an interesting point here, do you think Cooper's just going with Wood because he knows that Awoni's a game or two away? And he's thinking, screw it. Once the he's back, I can bench this plank of wood anyway. I'm hoping. Just get back he, on with it. Yeah, I'm hoping there's a couple of things in his mind that one, uh, a one year's back soon, and eventually wants to do this four two three one, which I'm hoping. I'm ho and I've said it. I've said eventually he'll go for it. He might not go for it just yet, but he'll go for it. Maybe he's building up to that with these games, which a few people have said the Fulham game and. Um, the Man City game were like um, free. I don't like the term, but they were calling them free hits. Um, I'm sorry, but and if that is the case, who had just been promoted turn into a free hit. I didn't I, I agree just, with I it. Just, I'm just, I'm, well, I'm just making know. a point. Don't you? Forest won, Forest won the league championship point. after promotion. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, so no game for us was a free uh, hit. Shut up! Um, I'm going to forget my point. <laughs> all right, go on. Right, so yeah, so those two games were technically. So if he's gonna if he's gonna use them, and which which I one of my um, criticisms in the past is these types of games he hasn't really used formations and tried things out. If he is trying that four two three one out with the eventuality that um, a one year is going to be back soon, but also near Carte is going to be back soon, adding yeah. those two players to that formation takes us up another level in my opinion so I think he's getting the players ready for that formation I the players around those two when they come in that's what I, that's what my thinking is and he's using these two games to bed in that formation well, that's my hope and that's my um theory on that I don't okay let's let's touch on the positives because I mean we did say we were going to quickly cover it and it's already been yeah. bloody, I think nearly half an hour um I want to talk about Felipe and uh, what's the other guy called? Shelby. I nearly forgot his name. Um, now, again, I've heard Shelby is basically 
the next Pirlo right now after playing 20 minutes <laughs> on the pitch, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> John Joe Pirlo, yeah. John Joe Pirlo, you know, Zinedine Shelby and all this. And again, this is my thing about we're, we're so desperate right now to, to pull and hold on to performances that when someone does perform, they stand out like a bit of a sore thumb. Um, I don't want to sit there and talk about how great he was in the game because I think we can all agree to that. We're not going to argue that point. I think the more important question, um, and, and we'll start with you because it's always fun doing this one with you. Who would you play in your midfield now? If Cooper's going to persist with this 4-2-3-1, which I'm happy for him to do as long as he puts the right personnel in, um, not, not that he needs my permission, but who would be your two and your three in, in that? Shelby. Yeah. Danilo. You were sold by the cameo. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Shelby's always been a good player. He's always been a good player. Okay. Shelby has. Um, Danilo, just because he's Brazilian and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, see, I'm tempted to say Freuler, but he's not been doing it. Are you a two or a three? Are you going three or a two and a three, mate? Were you listening to the question? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's so in your two? My two would be Danilo and Shelby. Yeah. yeah. And my three would be Danilo, Shelby. No, no, no. You, you don't. You really are not understanding the question. So you got a four-two-three-one, yeah. Who's your two? Who's the I two? Just said in the four two is. Yeah. So why are you going I on to a preview? What? I just said no one's asking you what. <laughs> okay. So your two is Danilo and Scott uh, and um, um, Shelby. Shelby. Well done. Yeah. That's it. People. That's it. And then who's your three? I e the three. And then I was saying no, me three ahead of them. Oh, we're three ahead of them. I thought you meant whether you were playing a two no, in no, midfield or a three no, midfield. No, I didn't. You must be clearer in your question. I was pretty clear. If you're, interview if you're going to do an interview with Sarah Clapson, you must be very clear in your interview. <laughs> Maybe you should do it, Ant. I think you yeah, should. Yeah, well, hopefully she'll, in she'll understand the question a little better. But go on. Okay. Well, so in right. the four, two, three, one, name me your five midfielders. There. Is that clearer? <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of just getting me taking my socks off. Um, <laughs> I hate this, you know. I hate this because I have that many thoughts. Um, MGW, yeah, you won't like this. Uh, you see, I'm a bit short on the left hand side. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go MGW, Scarper on the right, and Emmanuel Dennis on the left. You drop in Jono. You drop in Jono. Yep. Okay. I am. Okay. I'm just glad we got an answer. Um, Ez, what would you do? It's good though, isn't it? It's good. Good one, that. It's an answer. I don't, don't know if it's good, but it's an answer. Let's listen to yours then. <laughs> well, the two for me would be the same. I would say Shelby, and I'd partner him with someone with a bit more legs around him, and that would be Danilo for me. Um, I think it'll be too static having him and Freuler together in that too. So yeah, it'd have to be someone who's not as mobile but as can pass, has that has a passing range of Shelby, and then somebody who's a bit more mobile in Danilo. And I think he's still going to be a big part of this season. I think Cooper's taken him out of the limelight a little bit, but he will he's quick. He'll be quick to put him back in when it's necessary. And I think maybe he will test this formation out against Man City. So. I think he'll play Danilo and Shelby in the two. And for three, for me, it's got to be Jono, MG Dub and Scarpa. 
I wouldn't change those three. Jono, MG Dub, and Scarpa, okay. Yeah. And who you putting up front? Wood. Up front. <laughs> I think you're going to have to stick with Wood for now until uh, a one year's back. Okay. I I personally don't think he's going to go 4 2 3 1 against Man City. I, I think we're going to see a 4 5 1, to be honest. Mm. I think he might pack out the midfield. I do not think he will drop Freuler either. Mm. I'm starting to lose patience with Freuler, I'll be honest with you. I know we've defended him all season. But I'm just seeing, I would drop Freuler for Shelby. I think Shelby can do everything Freuler can do, yeah. but he can do it at a quicker tempo than Freuler's doing it. So would you play a three and then a two ahead of him? Or would you play no, a I would go five? For, I would go four, two, three, one. Um, I would, one, for a one million percent first person I drop is Worrell. That's my first choice to drop. Hang Even on, with the, well, if you haven't got that choice, what if it is them two? No, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can what? we stick with the questions you asked us? We didn't okay. have a choice I'll, on defense. I'm just chucking that in because he pissed me off on the weekend. But um, I would go, I would drop Freuler and I'd go with Ant and you. I think you said it as well as Danilo and Shelby. Yeah, you got a deep lying midfielder and a box yeah. to boxer in yeah. there who can both play in the double pivot. Agreed. Um, and then the three for me. I would go Jono on the left, MG Dub in the middle, Scarper on the right. And then I literally, until when he's back, I'd put Dennis up front. I would. I don't think he's a striker, but he's better than the other crap. And, you, and you're swapping Scarper and Jono round, yeah? Yeah, Inver I'd invert Jono. I'd invert Jono. I'd like, I'd, to, I'd see... like to see that tried, actually, because we, we, we all know Scarpa's best position is supposedly yeah. on the right. So why not play him in his best position? And like I said, let Brennan learn a new new role. I he just do it. Yeah, I just feel Scarpa's not being utilised. Scarpa's not showing how good he is currently. Yeah, He's playing out of position. And That's why I put Scarpa on the right, by the way. And with Jono yeah. on the left, whilst it sounds good in theory, you don't know if they've tried that in training and it just hasn't worked. Maybe. Jono's you know, a push-and-run merchant. He ain't a dribbler. And yeah, you, but you could got, say the same. It's difficult to push and run if you're right-footed playing on the left. But, it's difficult to push and run. But I agree, but we'll also yeah, agree that we're, we're so imbalanced at the moment. We're so, everything's down that, our right-hand side. But you that's why... Sorry, but I'm just saying, that, that I'm just giving my reasons why I dropped Jono out of it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I, it's just for me, um, and I'll go back to what I said on the weekend, um, Dennis has not done enough when he has been Dennis was good when he came on I'm sorry yeah, but he's a scapegoat that, right now I, listen, he's a scapegoat do you know what it is for me I expect a lot more from him so if, and, and I don't want you because you, you'll end up contradicting what you said in, in your player ratings about you don't want players that are just trying and that, for me what your argument sounded like he, he was the only one trying when you're saying you know just trying isn't good enough no okay, I'm saying trying enough, should be no, I that's not. I said trying is you shouldn't even debate if a player yeah. is trying or not. Trying yeah. should be a guaranteed expectation mm. from a player. What I'm saying with Dennis, I know he loses the ball, but at least he's trying to get forward, man. At least he's trying to get forward. I'm and trying, the thing is, you can apply every single criticism to mm. Dennis. You can apply it to Jono. But because Jono is not an inborn and raised one of our no, own, etc. No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. Because Jono's end product, Jono's end product. Okay, let's just do it on per minutes. Jono's end product's much higher than Dennis's. Yeah, but who's had the minutes? 
Yeah, but if you do it per minute, per game, if, if you balance them on their minutes... No, you can't do that. You I think can't, you can. That, that, all right, can. so can you compare IU's, you know, six minutes he got in the first game and his 30 minutes in the second game and do that? Could, or if a player came on for two minutes at an end of a match and scored a goal and then didn't play again, are you going to say his conversion rate's 100%? You can't do that. You can't... You can't judge Dennis on the stop-startness he's been chucked in at, playing in different positions, I, and then not throw the same criticisms at Jono, who went for a long period of the season, mm -hmm. unable to score, unable to raise his head to look up for a pass at the right time. You can't, you can't give him double standards. And the double standards is, if, if Jono was not from Nottingham, not born, not raised, not did what he did last season, mm -hmm. he would be getting just as much criticism. Can I just add that? Last season, last season, Emmanuel Dennis got 10 goals. I don't know how many assists, but he got 10 goals yeah. in yeah. the relegated yeah. side. Yeah. He's yeah. Premier League proven. Exactly. So he's had, he's he's already had a season in the Premier League. He's not been given a steady run on that left-hand side where he belongs. But he's already had a season in the Premier League. I don't, I've not seen enough from him. Honestly, even in the short... None of us have it. That's the point I'm making. He hasn't had minutes on the pitch. Actually, yeah, I think he's had. I think he's had his chances, and I think w one thing that Forest fans kind of um, tend to expect now from him is that he, uh, he's going to do a couple of good little moves, and then he's going to lose the ball. And that seems and to be. thing with Jono. Nobody's nobody's saying Jono's not fantastic. Nobody's saying that we don't love Jono. Nobody's yeah. saying that Jono's not going to make it. No, there's nothing wrong with Jono being benched for a bit and coming on with twenty minutes to go. That's yeah, a good but point, no, there isn't. isn't. But John is on form at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody John, did well. John is a moments player, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he, he is. But he got that last he season. A large parts of the uh, of the game. He can't mm. tackle. He can't challenge. He can't head. He can't head. Mm. You know, he's a moments player. He'll get that yeah. and boom. It was the same brilliant. last season, though, wasn't he? You didn't get a ninety-minute performance out of Jono ever. You know, as a moment, yeah, but you're not going to get that out of Dennis. But Dennis isn't being given the same leniency that Jono did. Look, before the World Cup, Jono was getting criticized. Yeah. Mm. After the World Cup, he came back, he got his goals against Blackburn, um, and then he's had his goals, his key goals in the matches. Yeah. So far. But Dennis isn't being give, given that same leniency about it. Now, I get it. He has been shit. He has been shit. Mm. But. You can't just say he. You can't say he's been given a run. And okay, my point okay. is, someone doesn't go from scoring ten goals Dennis, last Dennis season. Comes on, Dennis comes on with fifteen minutes to go. He takes yeah. on two players and loses the ball, and everybody's on his back. Yeah. With Jono, he can be, he could play ninety minutes, lose the ball five times. Nobody says a word. I'm well, not okay, okay, off. okay. We all love Jono, but I asked this question. Is Dennis is not being given a chance, in my mm. opinion. Okay, I asked this question on the weekend. I'm not sure I got an answer from you guys, but. Um, let's say in the summer, we, guaranteed we're staying up. Let's say in the summer, um, we get an offer for Dennis where we get back, basically get back most of the money that we've paid for him. Would you sell him or would you keep him for another season in the Premier League? It depends who we're going to look to replace him with. If you're going to tell me we're going to bring Neymar out on the left-hand side, then yeah, I'd sell him. If you're going to tell me we're going to bring in some championship has If it's guaranteed that we're going to be getting retirement player, player Huh? Obviously, we're going to be getting another player in to replace him. We don't know who at the moment, but would you sell him or would you... It would, I'd do, I'm going to do an ant here. It depends on who the replacement would be. If it's someone better, then yes. I want the squad to get better. I would, I would replace anyone in the squad with someone who's going to be better. 
That's just mm. me. That's how I see Forrest progressing. No, we agree. have to be cutthroat like that. It's a bit like what Ant said with uh, with Dina Henderson the other week when he said, if Navas is better, you play Navas. Doesn't mm. matter about sentiment. And you move forward. The club is bigger than any player. Absolutely. And I agree with Ant on that. So if, if Dennis is going to be replaced by someone who's better, then I'm all for it. If you're going to get rid of Dennis and not replace him or replace him with someone shitter, then no, I keep him. No, I don't think that would be the case anyway. But yeah, yeah if, you you, said, if you're going to be replaced, you're going to be... If you said we're bringing in Rashford for Dennis, I'd say, yeah, that sounds like a good move. Obviously. If you said you were bringing in some guy from, you know, Southern League Premier Division, I'd say... Mm, Huddersfield. Or Huddersfield. Have we got any not, players not left? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. All right. We've we've bled this one dry. Yeah. So mm -hmm. let's uh, let's move it forward. Can I just, um, can I just one more thing? If people don't think he's good enough, that's fine. That's an opinion. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You. I mean, like I say, you got. I, I disagree with you guys on it, but that's our opinions. Nobody's yeah. like um, fucking cursing him down or anything like that. We will, This is a fan TV channel. We're allowed to have those opinions, and that's what we're here to hear. Um, if you agree, you agree. If you don't, you don't. But uh, let's we stay civil about it, don't we? We all have yeah, our Yeah, all, all I'm saying, just my final point on this, is because Dennis progresses the ball forward, yeah? You, you may hate how he does it, you may loathe how he does it, or you may like it. At least he tries to get forward. There's just too many that aren't in the team right now. Mm. When you look on the average player positions on our players, on average, about eight to nine of our players average in our own half, man. And the oppos opposition players, you get somewhere between six to nine of them averaging in our half. All the mm. play is in our half. Mm -hmm. I still think the underlying fact, even when we were winning, is that our tactics are too negative. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sick of everyone saying, well, what do you want? Do you want to go back to how the football was at the start of the season when we were getting tonked? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying no, we want to find a happy balance, don't we? Exactly. And I think that will come. I think that will come. But there's still the pressure to get those po enough points to stay up. Once we stay up, once we get those points, and hopefully we'll get them sooner rather than later, you can kind of play around with a few different formations. But I, I kind of just this season, the performances, I'd like, obviously, we'd all like them to be better. But there's going to be times when it's just getting over the line. And that's what we I think we have to do. And let's not get too above our stations to think that we're like, a, a, an we're nowhere near an established Premier League team for a start. We're, we're, we're building those foundations now. We'll have to be ugly way. I'm afraid that's the case, but for, for this season, and I, I wouldn't um, put too much emphasis on, on the performances, more of the results. And mm. let's hope we just get the en enough results and we get them soon enough. But I'm not too down on the performance. It is upsetting at the time, but I'm going to look at the overall picture and think we're all right where we are right now. I know there's okay, a lot. I agree. Of, like, I agree with Dino there. I agree with that. Yeah, I know there's a lot Dino. of doom and gloom and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, at the beginning of the season, if somebody said we are where we are now in this position, I'd say, great, we're doing all right. Mm. Yeah, the, the position's fine, but I still want to see progression. I want to see progression in the style of play. I, I can probably name 19 other 19 to 18 teams who have some mm. form of identity or at least some way of playing football when it comes to going forward. I don't see that with Forrest, man. I really don't. And that's my biggest frustration. Even when we're winning, I love that we've won, obviously. But I would love us just to 
tonk a team or create a lot of, you know, guilt edge chances or something like that. This is probably still me talking because I'm annoyed that we lost to Fulham. You know, it happens. But you know, I'm just saying how I feel right now. Give me half an hour more. I may yeah. change how I feel, but, you know, we'll flip flop away as fans. We can do One that. One of the key issues we've had this season is obviously with our two centre backs. And I saw a stat today um, that we've had. Um, we play six different players in those two centre back positions in eight different form form uh, starting lineup formations uh, or combinations, and Saturday obviously is going to be the ninth different starting uh, combination of centre backs. Mm. That's mm. obviously been a huge issue. If we're left with just the two that were fit um, on the pitch on Saturday, would you be tempted? And we kind of touched on this, but would you be tempted to instead because uh, Worrell does worry me. Warrell really worries me. Yep. And work and and when Warrell's in, Aurier worries me. Yep. So I don't want them both in. I would be tempted to stick Aurier in that right centre back position and have um Williams at right back. How do you guys feel about that? Because like I say, what Warrell's will worry for me. And if they're the only two fit centre backs, would you be tempted to do that or give them to another chance against Well, let, let's oh, do yeah. this. Let's segue into the Man City game now. Mm. And that's oh, a perfect that's segue. Good. So Ant, go on, how would you do that? No, I like, yeah, I agree 100% with what Ezra just said. Worrell, sadly, I don't think he's good enough and he does worry me. And Aurier can play at right centre back. And Williams is not a bad player. Come on, he's not a bad no. player. You know? um, so, yeah, I, I, would, I would rather that than have Worrell and Aurier. Mm. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, Oh, we is is that is that where we're at? We're down to that spot. We, we, oh, yeah, I mean, there. unless we get an update on um, Bolly and McKenna, uh, which we haven't. I think McKenna, from much. what I can gather, McKenna's you know being ITK and all that. Mm. <laughs> from what I can gather, McKenna, I think is worse than Bolly. I think yeah, Bolly yeah. is not as bad. So mm. let's hope that Bolly will be fit because he should just walk straight back in if he is. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, and and I'd I'd be quite happy with uh, Felipe and Bolly, uh, which is what we were I'd hoping. Love that. Mm. I, I like the idea of that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But assuming think, yeah. assuming they're both injured, just for the mm. sake of debate, yeah, yeah. I I would go as far to say Aurier would be the first name on my sheet at centre back ahead of Worrell. I wouldn't even have Worrell on the goddamn bench. He's he's well, I'd have him on the bench, but I would not. <laughs> I would not have. I'd rather. I'd rather get if Yates is fit. Have Yates play at centre back than Worrell. Seriously, Ez is so spot on when he says that Aurier is worse because Worrell is on the pitch. I agree. There was I agree a stage. Yeah. There was a stage where Aurier was making Worrell look passable, and that stage is gone. Teams are now constantly attacking us down our right hand yeah. side, and if you look at the heat maps from the game against Fulham. There was nothing coming at Felipe, not much coming at Lodi. Mm. It was all down that right-hand side. And Worrell was playing so far out position, so far wide, it was doing my head in. Mm. And for me, he's a liability. And I'd like, if, I'd like to, sorry, Wolverine, I'd like to ask the chat, actually, if they've got any faith in, oh, we're on a podcast. Sorry. Carry on. It's fine. Ask them. Ask them. No, yeah, I'd like to ask them. If, they've got, if they've still got faith in Worrell as a centre-back for Forrest. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, Again, before the season started, most people would say, "Yeah, Joe Worrell, yeah, great." I wonder whether they've changed their minds. I've seen how he performs. It's, in it's also McKenna that people are changing their minds on as well. Mm. McKenna, our player of the year last season, mm. yeah. and you know he, he's turning a bit out of favour. There's still 
There's still some dumb YouTubers that think Warrell and McKenna is still a great yeah, combo yeah. in the Premier League. I'm afraid the nose, are, the nose are coming in. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. <laughs> so, instead well, of saying no, if we ask the question, would you rather play Aurier or Warrell? As that sense about put, put yeah, the name and in, for those listening track. on the podcast, get the comments in down below on yeah. if you're watching on Spotify. Who would you yeah. play in the centre back, Aurier or Warrell? And bear in mind, Aurier has played at centre back. He is a little rash, I know, but he's got to be a pace and he jumps like a salmon. He's not the he tallest, does. but it does work. Kind of on him, yeah. Having said that, I don't trust Williams at right back either. <laughs> I'll be straight <laughs> with you. I'll be straight with you. I've not been impressed with it. Seventeen million, and he's bench warming right now. I think he will I, come I actually, good. I actually quite like Williams when he comes on. I think when he comes on, he seems to really get stuck in and really puts himself about. But, you know, just an opinion, mate. Just an, it's opinion. an opinion. I just don't think he's physically strong enough defensively. Don't mind him going forward, but mm. he still needs to work on his crosses and his shooting is horrific as well. Mm. But, yeah, um, outside of that, I my first name on for the centre-backs are Aurier and... Uh, Felipe, for me, Felipe just looks. Felipe looks class. He looks like a person who can just play defense in any team and just slots straight in. And he's got that authoritativeness about he's him. He's one of those players, isn't he? And they're quite rare, but, you know, they make the debut or they come on or whatever. And straight away you think, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I like him. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Some of his stats were amazing as well. I think he won five aerial battles um five interceptions and eight no yeah eight eight of his eight jewels he won aerial jewels he won um he had a fantastic uh debut and to think that um that literally he'd come on after was it seven minutes that those substitutions were made and had to make his debut where you don't get a chance to warm up other than what you've done pre-game you know so he's coming kind of cold I thought he had a fantastic debut. It's just a result. And he can play left or right. He can play left yeah, or right. Yeah, he can play positions. left or right. So you, yeah. you kind of now, know that when Nia Karte split, them two together would sound amazing, you know. Yeah, yeah. His, quali his quality showed. And his Let me ask you both this good. question then, as I'll start with you, and I'm interested to see what the listeners think as well. If all the centre-backs are fit and you're playing in a 2CB two, a two formation, mm -hmm. who's your 2 as? For me, um, just based on even her short cameos, uh, that's what we're basing it on. This will be Nia Carte and Felipe for me, left and um, right. As I says, based on sh well, not not just based on short cameos, but mainly based on short cameos yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, Nia Carte left, Felipe right. Wow, uh, I think this is a, a historical moment oh where God, the no. three of us actually in Hang on, I'm changing my mind then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, talk about echo chambers and everything. <laughs> I, I just think, uh, I, I think for me, not based on cameos, based on seeing them a lot in the Bundesliga and the Spanish League, etc. Nia Kate is going to be quality as long as he's come back, you know, fully fit and this injury hasn't harassed him mm. or at all. He, he's just next level. And with Felipe, I don't mind Felipe or Bolly in that position. I would rather have Felipe with his experience. Any player that has played as many games under Simeone, who in my opinion yeah. is one of the best defensive coaches in world football, yeah. knows what they're doing. Yeah. And you could see that, yes, uh, not yesterday, um, on when did we play Saturday or whenever it was. And I, I just think that centre-back pairing... The other thing they bring to it is they play with a higher line and they play a higher line confidently. 
Yeah. And that squeezes us up the pitch and they can recover. Niakate can recover with the pace. Mm. Felipe can use his, you know, craftery um, to do it. And I, I just think, to me, that actually sounds like a pairing and a half. And the thing uh, Felipe said, how much he learned from Simeone. He said he learned... Yeah. He says Argentinians are some of the toughest footballers in the world, as in, like, you know, physically. Oh, shit, how man. Yeah, yeah. And he said he learned so much from him, and he, he, he basically can't thank him enough for the time that they spent together. But just another point, did you guys, I mean, you, we all saw the photos of Nia Carte back on the grass, but did you guys think, for me, he looked like he's beefed up a bit. He look, looked yeah. a lot like more bulkier and stronger than he was. He looks a little bit skinny when he first, when he made his debut against um, Newcastle for us this season. As tall as he is, he looks skinny and a little bit awkward, but photos showed that he, for me, he's uh, spent some time working on his strength and all that. But I think when that happens, you're not going to shift them to, and let's just hope they can get in soon and, you know, and stay fit. That's the most important thing because that could really change our season and give yeah. us those performances that we've we sorely been missing. Okay, let, let's move this forward. So, um, and what would you do in the midfield for Man City, specifically for Man City? Forget what you want going forward. Like you, the reason I'm coming to you is I feel you're you've got this little crazy glint in your eye where you think oh, no. point is up for grabs. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, is Yatesy fit? Potentially, 50, 50. I think. Yeah, I mean, no, if he's fit, if he's fit, 50. if he's fit, I would play Danilo, Yates, and Shelby. So you're packing out in the midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Man City, I would. Yeah, yeah. And then what are you doing? False line up front, or yeah, false line up front. I don't want Wood on the pitch. I can't yeah. see him doing anything I against the like the. Of Laporte yeah. and Diaz, I can't yeah. see him, I can't see him getting a better than <laughs> So yeah, I would play a false nine. Yeah. What about you, as? Yeah, I think I saw the midfield out. Yeah, I think I saw Dino make a similar comment, and I'd, I'd agree with it. I think I'd play the four three two one or uh, false nine, if anything. Um, and I'd and I'd probably go with the same three as um, Ant there, um, and that would be Shelby holding. As a base of a um, free. I don't know, you know. what you're saying, Yates. I don't think Yates will be back for this game. If Yates is fit, I'd put him in with Danilo and um, Shelby. If he's not, I think he is. I think he's he's close closer than we think. Um, and I think for next weekend, I think he's going to be back in the squad certainly. But if he's fit, if he's fully fit, and like answers, if he's fully fit, play him. Um, I'd put him in a free with Shelby and Danilo. If he's not, then I'd. I would actually drop Froiler and give Mangala another chance and play them as a free with uh, with a false nine. I don't think he's going to drop Froiler. He's he's clearly hinting. He's that confused he's a, a little bit by giving him the captain's armband. That's, That's what's what confused me a little yeah. bit. But I think Felipe's a ready-made captain, and Niakate, when he's back, is a ready-made ready-made captain. I think that captaincy is going to be probably uh, armband's probably going to be moved around a little bit. Uh, so it has kind of confused me by him giving it to Froiler, but I think that's temporary. And I think he's the long-term captain for Forest. Yeah, uh, I, I predict we're going to see... You know how we park the bus and low-block football under normal <laughs> circumstances? Yeah. I think you're going to see the low-block being low-blocked by some low-block come Saturday. And, uh, yeah... 
long ball football out wide. Jono maybe gets some kind of break in behind from an MGW through ball. I I'm not confident on this one at all, man. At Do you all. know what? What for me kind of gives me a little bit of a glimmer of hope. They've got a massive game tomorrow against Arsenal. Then they've got us, and then they've got the Champions League. Okay, I think they're away to Leipzig. Yeah, away to uh, Leipzig. Um, yeah. next Wednesday. Yeah, but they're playing Arsenal tomorrow. The top of the table clash. I'm hoping they they come out of that with some bumps and bruises. And either way, they rest some players on Saturday. I think, them players means... I, I think they will rest some players. I think they will. But them resting seen, players means the problem is, have you seen their bench? I know. Yeah. Exactly, that's the problem. Resting players means like Alvarez coming in. and I know I mean, Alvarez. I know. I know. I, I mean, people Morris, are saying, oh, Holland, Holland might be rested. Yeah, he might. But Alvarez is fantastic. <laughs> De Bruyne will probably be rested. Then they've got Riyad Mahrez, who's just evergreen. He's he's brilliant. Honestly, I, would look, I hated him when he was at Leicester. But since he's been at Man City, he's been one of my favourites. And, and, and if you waited. If you wait for hundred million pound Grealish to really shine, yeah, yeah, exactly. Come along on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh God, this has been a depressing podcast. It really has. It really has. I, I just. Well, what I, what, what I want to ask is, what is the best result for Forest from tomorrow's match? Or if you guys are watching tomorrow tonight, or if you've already seen it, you well, probably know what the result is. It depends when this is being listened to. Yeah. But we're yeah, talking you're about yourself in knots now. Just move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the whole butterfly effect. But what's the best result for the Arsenal Man City it's match? It's at the Emirates, isn't it? It's at the Emirates, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best result is for Manchester City to lose tomorrow night. You think so? Yeah. I think that'll dent them a little bit. Mm. I mean, we're grasping, at straws, aren't we? we're grasping at straws. Well, we are grasping a little bit. <laughs> you know. uh, what would that do to the table then? What would the, the gap be? Uh, that, that would, would make six points with six points with a game in hand for Arsenal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, with uh, that would essentially make it nine points if Arsenal win their game in hand, which is yeah. at home against Everton. But uh -huh. they still have to play each other at the Etihad. Listen, so, we're not bothered about that. We're, we're not bothered about, about But the best result would no, probably I'm be Arsenal I'm talking about Arsenal mentality. I'm talking about their mentality. Yeah, I think Arsenal to win would probably, probably yeah. be the best result for us. Do we not get then get a wounded animal come... Um, yeah, but a wounded animal whose focus might be more on trying to win the Champions League finally. And then he rests some players for their Champions League tie. That's, that's an I'm, interesting point. That's an uh, interesting point. I'll put on it. Yeah. Let's do the predictions. And <laughs> three nil city. <laughs> Is that all? We're on the right side. Well, with a half, you know, with a with improved by fifty percent <laughs> based on the last time we played it with three nil. Exactly. That's true. Uh, as what you say. I'll give you a head and heart one. Head says we're going to lose. Two nil. Hart says we'll get a one-all draw out of it. Hart's okay. not going to say we're going to win, but a, a draw I'd take anyway. Okay. If, I could, position, a, if yeah. I could have a Hart one, I'm going to say Forrest to win 7-0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you a head and heart here. I'll go, my head says Man City will win. I think 4-1. <laughs> my heart says... 
Man City will win. (laughs) (laughs) And there's another depressing stream. (laughs) You know what? what? Man City City went to a shitty Tottenham team and lost. Mm. And then they always lose to Spurs, man. Spurs are their bogey team. But I know for some reason they've never won. Well, seven, six last six games they haven't won there. But in 1970, I went to watch Forest play Man City when Man City were in the top. And we won 4-1 in the FA Cup, Duncan McKenzie. Fantastic. They didn't have my fellow freaking Arabs, man, who are, you know, <laughs> have, uh, just chucking money at them, man. I wish I had a well, rich Arab. How much longer? Do you want to, no, let's not touch on their uh, um, financial worries, but... Uh, no, because we'd undoubtedly fall out if we did. We <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll, we'll cover that in a separate podcast. We'll do that in a separate pod, yeah. All right, so three defeats predicted. Um, On that depressing, negative note, I think we'll wrap it up, boys. Uh, Thank you all for listening. I hope we haven't depressed you too much. Look, hopefully on the next podcast, we'll be like celebrating a win. I don't know. Bottom line is we might lose to City. City are a great side, but we're staying up. Absolutely put your house on that. We are staying up. 100%. We're going to be absolutely. House, we're going to be absolutely okay. I can promise you that. Yeah, we're going to be okay. I, All right, I, so I agree, everyone, man. go put a bet on. And Ant has declared on. himself as the guarantor on all your bets. <laughs> yeah, but all the houses, all your mortgages will be covered by Forest Ant. You have it in a verbal contract agreement there. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Um, <laughs> Let's hope, let's hope we're cheering a forest win. Some one of those miracle football performances. Yeah. We'll um, catch you on the next podcast next week. Yep. Come on, you Reds. You Reds. Red. Cheers, guys. Thanks for watching, listening.